your host, Franco Vega, and I want to thank you for tuning in to the Right Way Podcast, where our theme is 10 minutes of healing the right way. On this program, we'll interview folks who have been through some pain, like my beautiful Foss youth, and who have turned that pain into power. To learn more about our organization and our mission, please visit our website at therightwayfoundation.org. Hello, folks. Franco Vega here with you for Right Way Podcast, where our theme is 10 minutes of healing the right way, going from pain to power. We have a special guest, another uh, foster care alumni in the building. Um, Let's just jump right into it. Let's welcome Tasha. Tasha, how are you doing? Hi, I'm good. Well, first, I want to thank you for being here. Uh, Thank you for being so willing to talk about your pain to power and and what you're doing currently and then how did you survive the foster care system? So who is Tasha? Let's start there. Um, Tasha is a mother of three, mm-hmm. an educator for special education students. Awesome. And I think I'm a comforter. You're That's comfort. what I'm identifying with now. A comforter. Okay. Mm-hmm. Was you always a comforter? I, yeah, I didn't know it, but okay. I think now I know it. Okay. Yeah. So let's go back. You know, you're an educator. You briefly told me you, you graduated from Cal State Dominguez. Here's my, my alma mater. So good job. And mm. you're teaching special education. But uh, how'd you end up in the foster care system? What happened? Ooh, I'm going to try to make it short because it's a long story. But um, so I got to mention God because I... My life now is a purpose. Like, you know, sometimes we don't see our purpose as children, mm-hmm. you know, and now that I'm an adult and a mother, I know I do have purpose outside of my children. So um, my mom, she still suffers from alcohol and drugs. But while I was in her womb or when she delivered me, I was, you know, I was delivered with drugs in my system mm-hmm. and she had an STD. So I kind of feel like God was with me then, even when the devil was trying to attack me in my mama's womb. So, of course, she didn't bring me home from the hospital. So that's how I was in the foster care system because she was addicted to drugs and alcohol. Okay. And then you have siblings. Yeah. So two before me. Were they in the system before you or they all went to the system soon as you birthed? You know, I'm not 100% sure. Just the story I heard that I was in foster care. Uh, I mean, that I had to go to a foster home after being born. Mm-hmm. But my grandmother, my mom's mom, always took us, you know, and my mom and my grandmother kind of fought over us. Okay. So... I was told like at two months, I think I went to my grandmother's. Then my mom got herself together, got us back. She had another baby after me. So four kids in total okay. um, went back on drugs. Then I went back to my grandmother's house about like two or three. Okay. Stayed there until I was in the third grade, until I was eight. Okay. And then, um, like I said, that that social worker came and took me from school. Me and my sister, who are a year apart. So she, I was a third grader. She was a fourth grader. We were taken at school to a foster home from my grandmother. Stranger. To a stranger home, yeah. And how was that? That experience was good. The the woman was an elderly woman, and she did right by us. You awesome. know, she she okay. took she took good care of us. Thank God. And luckily, I was with my sister. You know. Yes. So, we um, th- yeah, my sister helped me out a lot wow. going through that. How is yeah. your relationship with your sister today? We we good. <laughs> like we always felt like a twin. Me and her always felt like a twin. I don't know if she felt like that, but I she's my bigger sister mm-hmm. just by a year. But I always felt bigger than her for some reason. Okay. But she can always kick my butt. Like I, I wasn't able to beat her up or nothing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Which I wish I was. Yeah, yeah. But So yeah. did you stay with this foster parent? All the way until you emancipated or when? No. So that was a third grade. By the fifth grade, my mom got herself together. Okay. And got her all of her four kids back. Okay. So I was in the fifth grade. By the eighth grade, my mom was back on drugs. And I went back to my grandmother's house as a teenager. Okay. But I wanted to be a certain type of teenager. So my grandmother wasn't going for certain things. So I think I stayed with my grandmother for like a year. 
And the social worker again, she um, asked me if I wanted to leave because I wasn't following the rules. So I was being a smart, you know what? And I decided to go back into foster care. But that experience wasn't good. The lady. ooh. And how old were you at this time? I was 14. Dang. So I stayed there for like probably six months. I ran away. Yeah. You went to the streets. No, I, I had a best friend and I, I lay low there mm-hmm. until I contact my mom's younger sister. Mm-hmm. My grandmother and my aunt has always been in our lives, was always our mother, mm-hmm. a substitute or whatever you want to call it. Really, mm-hmm. my grandmother was my mother. But my aunt, um, I was 14. You know, my aunt always been in our life. So I talked to her and she allowed me to come live with her. Um, so I finally called the social worker and told her where I was at. And mm-hmm. she let me go to my auntie. Okay. That's when it gets emotional. Oh, why? It was a good experience? <laughs> If it had not been for my auntie, I wouldn't know where I would be. Oh, wow. Is your aunt still with us? Mm-hmm. Thank God. Oh, we like this. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So when did you emancipate out the foster care system? 18 with my auntie. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, with your auntie. Okay. So, you know, all in all, it wasn't too, besides your mom, bad experience. That was a bad experience. It wasn't nothing per se with the foster care system, but that other evil woman you left. Yeah, she was just, she had a house full of kids. She wouldn't let us take baths every day. She um didn't feed us. Like she she fed us, she fed us microwavable food, warm up food. Like she didn't cook home cooked meals. She talked about us on the phone in front of our face. It was horrible. I was a teenager. I knew what you were doing, you know? So she was one of those people just taking the money mm-hmm. and just housing kids. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, you come in here with a, a, a ball of energy, you know, uh, with a smile. Uh, and I love when you say, you know, you have a purpose. Uh, you couldn't recognize your purpose as a minor, but as an adult, you know, God has, has a plan for you and you're living it out right now. Mm-hmm. What keeps you so positive? What keeps you, you know, keeps you going and all that? Honestly, I don't know. I just feel like I just like I just want to change one day. I don't want to be like mad at the world, okay. you know? Correct. Yeah, no. I hate, you know, and I see, look, I'm about to say it. I hate, you know, that word is in me, you know, being mad at the world. We can't live our life like that. It just tears us down. The energy, mm-hmm. the energy. So what about your sisters? How are they doing? Uh, my older sister, she has two kids mm-hmm. out of my mom's four girls. My older sister have two kids and I have three. Her okay. other two daughters don't have kids. So, but, um, College educated. We all are college educated. Um, women got careers. Everybody. And all of you guys are in the foster care system. Yeah. My older sister had it way worse. She was in like group homes. Mm. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you guys ever come to the table and share the stories? or? We don't. We really need some counseling. <laughs> like my older sister doesn't even talk to us like the other three siblings. <laughs> it's like we I talk to my sister that's a year older than me and I talk to my baby sister. But None of my other sisters talk to each other right now in this moment, okay. you know, so. Okay, just a little fighting and all that. Yeah. Unnecessarily. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. But it seems like you're the one who knows more mental health and spirits and relationships. And it seems like you yeah. want them all to come together. Yeah. Wow. When's your birthday? April 23rd. Okay. Good. Yeah, enough. I'm a tourist. Okay. Oh, good, good. And my mom had three girls. Three of her daughters are in April. And then my oldest sister is in June. Wow. So, okay. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, what could you say for words of encouragement to our lovely young ladies who may be listening to this show, you know, who who have went through similar things like you and, and give them, we'd like to share words of wisdom to keep their heads up. You know, our theme is to going from pain to power. Yeah. What is your pain to power? And that's a deep that's question. That's deep. I know. <laughs> that's so deep. Yeah. What wakes you up every day? You know, what what just keeps you going? You What makes you become that beautiful mom? Because you can easily be like your mother. And I know a little bit more about your story than we're sharing with the audience. You know, oh, well, no, you share with drugs. 
why you don't do drugs. The statistics show that we end up doing drugs and we do the things our parents it's did. It's so funny you said that because I, sometimes I say out loud to my kids and my daughter's 16 and I'll look at her like, I know why my mom did drugs. I get it now because this is stressful. Okay. But again, when I look at her, that's a reflection of me. Mm-hmm. And I don't want my daughter to do the things that I've done. I don't. I thank God that I lived through it, mm-hmm. you know, but I definitely don't want my daughter or I'm a teacher. I see the little girls like my students They're They become my babies, even though they're not. You know, I don't want them to go down the road because it's just by the grace of God that I'm still here because the things I was doing because I didn't have no like my grandmother and my aunt were there. But I choose I chose to be disobedient. I chose to do stuff that I wanted to do. And, you know, they kind of really didn't set me down and talk to me like uh, like, you know, a mother would, you know. Mm-hmm. Right. So I had to learn the hard way with some things. Even though they tried their best, they did the best they could. Well, I think they did pretty damn good. Yeah, I think taking so. how you girls. My grandmother you, is you, in heaven, but okay. oh, she did. Like I was so attached to her. I'm still in. I can smell her. I can feel her. But yeah, this is awesome. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So you know, uh, we hear your story. We thank you for sharing your story with us. You know, it's very powerful because a lot of our young ladies aren't like you. You know, you know the numbers of the foster care graduation system from universities. It's at. Two percent on a national level in L.A. It's at six percent or California's at six percent because we tend to be smarter than the Mm. rest of the country. But Mm. uh, you and your sisters make that number go up. (laughs) It's just you four alone all having college degrees. So congratulations. Thank you. guys. We didn't have no fathers, not one, no fathers around. Wow. No dads. <laughs> yeah, that's a sad thing, especially as a man. You know, I don't I don't understand it. I just don't understand it. I get it how the government set it up. They destroyed the black families, you know, back in when they created welfare. You couldn't be on Section 8 and have the boyfriend or the baby daddy in the house. You know that you had oh. to be in the projects and only the mom can get it. If the father was around, they wouldn't give it to you. So that wow. made an incentive to kick the men out the homes, that's you know, sad. and then, you know, the crack epidemic and then the pipeline to prison mm. so it, it was a nice plan how they destroyed the black family and really took away the black males but it's now up to black folks to get it back mm-hmm. you know especially the men they got to mm-hmm. step up so you have three beautiful kids yeah. do you have successful relationship or what's going on in your personal life um, or did you fall it was a slippery slope what do you think it still is a slippery uh-huh. slope uh-huh. i mean i have three kids and they all have their own fathers uh-huh. i tried my best to make it work but uh-huh. it was out of my control i'm gotcha. married to my last son's dad uh-huh. and we are still like this i'm doing my best i'm trying but i, I wouldn't it's the men, in my opinion. Thank I know, I'm you. I'm glad of, you said that. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. is. <laughs> I mean, in my opinion, we control it. You know, I have two failed marriages and similar to your situation, but I take full credit for it. You know, I did the late night stupid things, partying drugs, didn't come home and thinking my beautiful girl's going to still be there. Hell no. Packed up my junk and get the hell out. I was like, you can't be serious. Yeah. yeah. So I blame it on us. Uh, hopefully the men out here listening take ownership, be the head of the household. Exactly. You know? But I want to thank you, Tasha, for the beautiful knowledge and your beautiful spirit. And I'm pretty sure we're going to invite you on because I know there's a lot more and our audience would love to hear uh, from you again. But just keep doing what you're doing. And here, my last thing is the school district is going to try to promote you and take you out of the classroom. Please stay in the classroom. Your kids, oh, okay. the, we need you in the classroom. Yeah. I don't need your administrator. Just get you the administrative pay. But oh, stay in the classroom. Sir, you got me. I don't want to be. I'm not going back to school <laughs> for nothing else. Nope. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Tasha. And good yeah. luck on everything you do. Thank All right, you. folks, that was Tasha. Uh, we want to thank you guys for tuning in. And please come back next week and hear another awesome story of 10 minutes of healing the right way, going from pain to power. Peace. God bless. We're out. 
tuning in to the Right Way Podcast, 10 Minutes of Healing the Right Way, and we invite you to come back every week. Read more about us and our mission at therightwayfoundation.org.